Hi everyone, this is NBC10 Boston's Countdown to Decision 2022, where we break down the biggest political news leading up to Election Day. We're 25 days out. I'm your host, Mary Marcos. Today we have a special episode. On Wednesday, the Massachusetts governor's race heated up with its first live televised debate, which aired here on NBC10 Boston. Afterwards, we collected political experts from across the spectrum of Massachusetts politics to talk about how they did. Here's our special coverage from right after the debate. Welcome back to our continuing coverage of the governor's race, the first debate. It has been a very long but exciting night. We thank you so much for sticking with us here on NECN and all of our streaming platforms as we get ready to break down what we heard tonight. Jeff Deal, Maura Healy going head to head talking about a host of issues, affordable housing, uh, abortion, education. Well, now we're going to hear from a panel of experts. They are in the green room with our Sue O'Connell right now. This is kind of the hubbub uh, behind a debate. You know, most debates do end in a spin room. Ours is going to end in the Boston Media Center green room. Uh, we heard a lot tonight, again, and we are hoping to hear more as uh, Allison King, my colleague, gets ready to speak to both Jeff Deal and Maura Healy to give us a bit of an autopsy, if you will, about how they did tonight. But before we get to them, we are going to go ahead and step into the green room where our panel has been watching what I thought was a pretty exciting debate tonight, but we will hear what they have to think. Thank you all so much for being here. I'm going to squeeze on in. Sue, always good to see you. Good job, Corey. All well right. Done. All right. So again, welcome to the uh, NBC. Boston Media Center Green Room. We are so glad to have you. Our political commentator, Sue O'Connell, is here with some very interested observers, and I all see you have notes. I know your, your notes are always mental, always <laughs> mental. Uh, but let's go ahead and let's go on and meet our guests before we get some initial thoughts. Jaquetta Van Zant, uh, activist, Democratic activist, and host of Politics and Prosecco. I, I'm not seeing any Didn't Prosecco here. Jaquetta, bring it. You all keep disappointing me. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we're going to hear from her. Uh, we are also joined by Chris Doty. Chris, thank you so much for being here. I know you wish probably you would have been out there tonight, I, but we are at least glad that you're sitting here. Well, on the thank you very much. Uh, we are also joined by Tammy V. Hill, Associate Professor of Media Science at Boston University's College of Communication. Thank you so much for joining. Thank you for having let's me. Go, let's go ahead and start with you. Your initial response, to, your initial reaction to what you heard tonight. There was a lot of interesting debate strategery to spill an old <laughs> word. Um, I think that there were some definite turns in terms of things like reframing questions. Uh, some avoidance, some really good solid answers as well. We had some moments when you had some really good points of these are my action points, and then there were a lot of points where they just sort of turned on each other, which was kind of interesting because you do want in a, any debate the good compare and contrast, and we got a lot of good compare and contrast in this debate. And you were also relieved, though, that it didn't get nasty. Yes, very relieved that both of the candidates came with a really good intention to help voters make a, de a decision about the difference and who they want to support. And to that point, Sue, the yeah. first time they had met face-to-face -face was yep. just now tonight. Uh, and yeah. they, I got to say, before the debate, after the debate, very, very cordial. Jaquetta, your initial thoughts. So I actually thought it was, there were some good shady points in there. They may not have been throwing jabs, but they certainly were throwing a lot of verbal jabs. Yeah. Um, I thought that, you know, Mara Healy was very uh, strong in how she came out. She knew the facts. She knew who she wanted to present herself to the voters tonight. I thought that was excellent. Um, I thought that, you know, Jeff Deal leaned a lot on his Trumpian ways. It was a lot of, you know, I'm going to sneak this in and talk about this and not answer this question. It was so typical. He was exactly who I thought he would be tonight. Chris? Well, you know, it uh, that was really interesting. We've been asking for debates forever, so to finally have a debate was wonderful. So um, 
I was, uh, it was zero to 60. I, I thought it would slow roll a little bit. We got right into it right away, which I think we covered a lot of ground. I think it was really valuable to sort of see them both on the same stage, see how they acted, how they answered. I would have liked to see maybe a little more humor, maybe a little more personality, a little more leadership, because we're hiring the governor of a $50 billion corporation. I was hoping we would see the CEO come out I don't know if we saw that tonight. It seemed like it was aggressive, sort of throwing darts at each other as opposed to, you know, who is the leader that came out? So, um, but I think it was helpful for it. So I'm glad they both did it. I, I know they were nervous um, and they, they handled it well. So I, I give them high marks, both of them. All right, before uh, we go any further, let's go ahead and head back out into the newsroom. Political reporter Allison King standing by with Jeff Deal. Allison? All right. Well, yes, I'm here with Jeff Deal, fresh off the podium here. Jeff Deal, tell me what's going through your mind. How did you feel about that? Well, first of all, I really appreciate that Maura Healy engaged in the debate. Not a lot of people are doing that right now. So to have that discussion is important for the people of Massachusetts. I hope people got a chance to see the difference between the two of us on a lot of key issues. And, uh, of course, I am hoping for the support on November 8th. But, again, I just respect the fact that we were able to have that discussion and uh, glad, to, glad you were part of it. Were there any issues that you felt like you got an unfair shot on from Maura Healy? She came back on something that was wrong that you wanted to set the record straight. Look, I think she knows that the legislature sets law and the governor enacts law. It's not my job to change abortion law. She wants to try to make it out like I'm going to try to take that away. That's not the case. In fact, my job will be to protect people's health care choices, including abortion. And that's a fact. And she, as much as she tries to say that, uh, it's not, not the truth that I'm taking that away. And is there anything about any points that you wanted to get across tonight that you didn't feel you get enough, got enough time on? Well, you know, the, the segment where we were talking about education, I only got about a 30-second when she had a minute. Not that I begrudge it against her, but I would have liked to expand it more on education and the challenges we face right now. Vocational training for kids I think is important we need to expand on. Uh, but, no, I think that, uh, again, we were able to talk about a lot of topics that were important for 20-plus point gap in the polls. Did you do anything tonight that you think will have lifted that for you? Well, I like the Emerson poll that has me leading with independence, so uh, I'll go with that poll. Uh, but no, On the economy. On the economy, 16-point lead. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's uh, what's going to be important for this race. The economy is front and center now that electric rates are jumping up 64 percent, and she's the one who actually approves those rates, and she's the one who blocked two natural gas pipelines to help lower energy costs. I think that's going to be on people's minds come November. Okay, Jeff Deal, thanks so much for doing the debate. Thanks for being with us right now, and best of luck to you as you thanks, go forward. Allison. All right, take care. Back to you guys. Great. Thanks so much, Allison. You know, Corey, you know what I listen for in the debate is what will tomorrow's commercial be? Now, Jeff Deal has not been running a lot of commercials. Maura Healy has. So I want to play for you what I think tomorrow's Maura Healy commercial will be. Take it away, control room. So I appreciated that the Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade with the Dobbs decision because I always felt, like Ruth Bader, Bader Ginsburg felt, that abortion should be a state's issue. The Supreme Court overturned Roe. My opponent celebrated when the Supreme Court overturned Roe. He wants to defund Planned Parenthood. He wants to, to jail doctors who provide abortion care. And that's a real difference in this race. And in that time, and given the national context, Massachusetts needs a governor who will protect a woman's freedom to make decisions for herself. Just so we're clear, again, my body, my choice in Massachusetts, also, in my, in my opinion, stands for vaccine mandates. You never stood up for people who were fired because they were forced to get a vaccine if they had uh, developed natural immunity or had underlying health care conditions. And that's really shameful. A lot of people lost jobs. Police officers, state troopers will never go back to work because the way they're disbarred. You know Mr. what's shameful is all the talk about freedom, except when it applies to women.
All right. Well, look, uh, a quick fact check. Yeah. You know, 41,000 state employees, 1,000 left or were fired mm. from their jobs, 1,000. So uh, not like a widespread issue that, according to reporting from WBUR, Ruth Bader Ginsburg didn't exactly say that. I was going to say, who had Jeff Deal praising <laughs> RBG on their bingo card tonight? Because I was, I, was, I was not expecting that. But, you know, in their opening statements, the first thing, the first thing I heard Jeff Deal mention was climate. But to your question about Maura Healy's commercial tomorrow, abortion, Trump. Mm -hmm. Is, given her lead in the polls, effective strategy? Oh, absolutely. She knows that that's what especially women voters want to talk about and want to be heard. And I think what Jeff Deal did was, you know, I think a lot of Republicans do this. They throw out some fancy hero on the Democratic or the liberal side to, you know, bring their point home. The fact is, uh, women need access to health care and reproductive rights, period. That's the end of the story. What do you think? How would you have answered that question? I, well, here's the thing is that the governor of Massachusetts is responsible first and foremost for the economy and jobs. I think we should have he should have pivoted to that topic because that's really what we hire a governor to do is to make sure we have a strong economy and good jobs. Things like abortion will be handled in the legislature. They're already resolved and uh, mm -hmm. on the books. So uh, I would have if if I'd been Jeff, I would have pivoted to let's talk about the economy and the jobs and what we need to do here in our state. Timmy, we'll come to you next. But first, we want to go back out into the hallway. Allison King standing by with Attorney General Maura Healey. Allison. We are joined by Maura Healy. She, too, is fresh off the podium. And I'm going to ask you the same thing I asked Jeff Deal right off the top, which is, uh, how did you feel you did? Well, it was great to be able to talk directly to the voters tonight. I think there's a clear choice in this election. I'm going to be a governor who's going to work to make life more affordable, cut taxes, improve jobs and our economy. I'm also going to be somebody who's going to protect reproductive freedom. And, I, you know, I think that the, the choice in this, collect, in this election for voters is quite clear. I hope did, they vote for me, did you but I think the, the, the choice is clear. Was there any unfair hit that Jeff Deal threw at you that you want to set the record straight? Anything that you didn't appreciate? or? No, I mean, he said what I expected him to say. You know, um, a lot of it is just Trumpism and, and pages ripped from the Trump playbook. There well, he some, says it's not fair to just Trump, 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 that that's not, he's not Donald Trump. Well, he wants to be Donald Trump, and he said he backed Donald Trump 100 percent of the time, and he wants Donald Trump to be our next president. And, you know, whether it's on abortion, whether it's on access to health care, I mean, my opponent is somebody who wants to take away minimum wage right now. He thinks it's fine if people are making $7.25 an hour here in the state. So it just, you know, it's important that voters understand the differences in this race and the kind of governor I will be versus what is he what he is offering and the vision he's offering is just at odds with the vision and the expectations of the majority of people here in Massachusetts. You know, I've, I've loved being an attorney general. My team and I have worked really hard to deliver for people. We are in this for people. And I want to be a governor who is for people and about delivering for them, not dividing them. And that's what this, this race is really about. The last thing for you, we covered a lot of ground tonight. Was there any topic or anything that you did not get to or you felt short shrifted on that you want to? It's a debate. And I think the interviewers did, did great with the questions. And obviously, you'd love to have more opportunity to talk to, to, to voters at, at greater length. But I'll tell you, the next four weeks, uh, Kim Driscoll and I are going to be out all over the state uh, working our tails off, trying to connect with and meet as many voters as possible to make sure they understand the clear distinction in this race and what the different sides are offering. All right, Maura Healy, thanks so much for being with us, and we'll see you on the, out on the trail tomorrow. Terrific. All right, take care.
Back to you. All right. Thank you very much. Our political reporter, Alice King-Tame. Let's get to you. Uh, talk about Maura Healy's strategy, as you said. Uh, abortion and Trump. Is that sure. is that going to be a winning message? Well, I think, yes. I think that's going to be a winning message for her. She's leading the polls, as we know. I know she, he has, she has some issues with the economy in some ways, uh, but I don't think that's going to overcome the rest of the, the benefits that she has. In terms of her strategy, her strategic uh, ideas, the ways that she approached things, I think she did a really nice job of creating the message about Trump, right, mm -hmm. uh, the connection to Trump. And I particularly liked the repeated line that she used about, he's Trump's choice, I'd be honored to, to be yours. And so that was really an interesting way of both incorporating choice, but also connecting back to Trump. And so I thought that was really helpful. The other thing, though, that I think was that uh, Jeff Deal helped her with that image when he kept reframing questions in manners that kept going back to a more Trumpian perspective. Mm -hmm. When he took things, instead of going, as, as Chris was saying, instead of going to the economy, where it might be stronger for him, he kept veering off into, let's reframe this question that could have been framed in terms of the economy and go to January 6th and, and uh, connecting it to, to the Black Lives Matters movement. Yeah, he that invoked he called, Monica Cannon. Yeah. yeah, it was crazy. Yeah. There and was so a, a couple of points, too, about, about um, both their strategies. One, what about the dodges? There were a few oh, really yeah, yeah. blatant dodges on both yes. their points. Healy uh, didn't want to talk about the Green New Deal. Right. Deal acted like he hadn't read uh, the bill that uh, Governor Baker had, <laughs> had signed. Yeah. Um, you know, they both kind of whiffed a little bit on the fun questions at the end, which we always get really so, excited yes. about. That. To that point, you heard multiple times how Maura Healy yeah. said that she agreed with something that Governor Baker did, yet yeah. wouldn't give him an A, a B, or an incomplete. What do you, I mean? And, and I'm sorry, I am a teacher. And I have to say, it's not that, I mean, you want to take the time to give good grades, right. but when she said, oh, I'm not a teacher, I can't grade him, and yeah, you can. Yeah, you can. And I got a little lost with Deal uh, in the weeds around mm -hmm. some of this energy stuff, which I read up on and I tried to pay attention yeah. to, and I often think, if I don't know what the candidate is talking about, how does the the voter, and Chris, this this seems to be a Republican issue, yeah. right? the, 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 the energy issues, did you know what he was talking about? I certainly did, and, he, and he's right to focus on it because I would say that Maura Healey has done more damage to the economy in Massachusetts than any politician in the history of our state. Because when she blocked those, those pipelines, she cut off our supplies. That's one of the reasons that we have such high energy prices. And uh, Jeff was right, and I agree with him. And he hit it hard, he hit it up front, and he's got to keep hitting it, saying that talk is cheap. Now, Maura wants to talk about Trump. Jeff needs to talk about Deval Patrick, because remember, when Deval ran, he did the same thing. He said, I'm going to lower property taxes. And us as voters, we said, oh, that sounds great. We have a governor who's a Democrat who's going to lower property taxes. He, we elect him. He becomes elected. Never talks about it again. In fact, puts through one of the highest tax increases in the history of Massachusetts. Maura Healey, are you going to do the same thing? Is Maura going to just get elected on this idea, I'm going to lower taxes, and do any of us believe that, and then get into office and start raising taxes the way Duvall did? So I would say to Jeff, every time she brings up Trump, you bring up Duvall. Bring up I his history. I think that's fair. That was so many more years ago. In the time, we've had... Uh, uh, Baker for eight years. So I don't think it's fair to go back that far. If that's the case, I can talk about Ronald Reagan and, and all the things that he did bad. But I was two years old when he was in office. I didn't matter at that point. Yeah. So, I, I, you know, one of the things that bothered me, and I, th I think you're right, I think they, they dodge a lot of things. Mm -hmm. It was the education question mm -hmm. for me. 
I am a product of the Boston Public Schools. I went to O'Brien. I had black teachers. I had a black uh, school principal, a black librarian. I benefited from having that. But for him to sneak in the critical race theory was not only an insult to my people, it's an insult to anybody who needs to educate anyone in history. Mm -hmm. That black culture, Asian culture, Latinx culture is a part of American culture. Whether or not he wants to talk about it or not, or he feels like someone's feelings are going to be hurt, Listen, I was always a chubby girl. I was never going to run three miles. But that didn't mean that I left the, the school thinking, like, I'm, I'm a loser. I just was like, you know, we're we just going to walk. But I, I think that, you know, when, when we're talking about energy, we're talking about education, let's stick to where we are now. We can't talk about things that Barack Obama did if we had Trump for four years. It's just not fair. I think a missed opportunity for Healy was around the lawsuits, right? So according to Boston Globe uh, reports, uh, the state has won 77. She won 77 percent of those lawsuits that they brought against Donald Trump. And as she mentioned, did mention partnering with people. And they were about the environment and they were about immigration, like the Muslim ban, which, you know, most Americans were against. Also about loan forgiveness. And there are ways that she pointed that you could make the argument that she did, that it was zero sum. It didn't cost the state anything because she brought more money in. But I don't think she really did a good job connecting that. Did you? No, I don't think she did a really good job connecting that at all. There were so many opportunities where she could have put those pieces together in a lot clearer, more concise, direct kind of manner, and she didn't. They just sort of fell apart. And when she just her her when her focal point was, well, the Massachusetts people didn't pay for any of it. Like that was the wrong point. She could have underscored the achievement that happened and all of the things that came out that were good from those. And she didn't really do that. So I thought that was a huge lost opportunity. And just to jump back to the education, I thought that was another huge lost opportunity. There were so many times when Maura Healy was very clear about, these are the action steps that I'm going to take. I'm going to do one, two, three. She even delineated them like that, which is great. That's what you would teach somebody to do in a debate so that everybody remembers and kind of can follow along. But she didn't do that with education, especially in the question about, uh, about representation in the classroom. She pivoted so quickly, and it just was almost almost like you know, a little breakneck moment where you're sort of like, wait, where did she go on that? Yeah. Because Everything else was one, two, three, one, two, three. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And then when it got to that, it was sort of like, yeah, we need that. But let's talk about something else. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I mean, I just think we should we should listen to a little Trump. I don't think Trump came up nearly as much as people thought that he was going to come up. So let's take a listen to what they did say about Trump being the boogeyman. Yeah. Look, this is really clear in this election. My opponent is Donald Trump's candidate for governor. I'd be honored to be yours. You're going to hear about Donald Trump because it's Halloween time, and that's her boogeyman. That's what the media likes to talk about is Donald Trump. It's a distraction from what's important for this race. What's important for this race is making sure that our households are able to afford to live that American dream right here in Massachusetts. We are going to talk about Donald Trump because a few weeks ago, you had Donald Trump supporting you in the primary. You ran Donald Trump's campaign. You have said, including in this race, that you will have Donald Trump's back 100 percent of the time. That's not who we are or where we need to go in Massachusetts. Chris, you, if you don't mind, Chris, you heard Maura Healy yeah. mention there the, the, the tele-rally um, that Donald Trump held for Jeff Deal. Can he claim that they're using Donald Trump as some boogeyman? It almost seemed to kind of, yeah, I support him, but I'm not him, while at the same time accepting an endorsement in a, in a tele-rally like that. Right, right. Is, well, he in a no, is he in a no-win situation there with, with, with the base <laughs> that he's going to need? Well, I, he has the base. It, um, it is, it's been a strategy question I've had about Jeff since the beginning, is why did he embrace it so much? I think a lot of us, 
liked a lot of Trump's policies, but I think he didn't have to embrace to that degree. Now, it, it is interesting that he didn't embrace Baker enough. He should have gone after a, a full embrace of Baker at this, at this point. Um, it seems like Maura did that more than Jeff did. I think she actually brought him up first. I think, yeah. yes, I she, think she Maura did. brought up Baker first. Yeah. yeah. I think she's saying, basically, I'm a continuation of Baker. And that's what Jeff should have said, too. I'm a continuation of Baker, because that brings in all those unenrolled that like right. Baker. So I think that was a bit of a miss. Real quick, we don't know what his campaign, any sort of communication they may be having with a Governor Baker. If you were running his campaign, would you want Governor Baker's endorsement? Would you be asking Governor Baker for an endorsement? On my knees. <laughs> Begging. I also enjoyed how every time she brought up Trump and he criticized her, he then brought up Biden and criticized right. her for bringing up a president or, you know, somebody when Biden became part of it. So you had, a you know, a, a, a physical reaction to the issue of referring to the actions over the past couple of years around Black Lives Matters as riots. Um, how do you think that plays to, you know, Chris mentioned the unenrolled. The majority of voters in Massachusetts, registered voters, are unenrolled voters. That doesn't mean they're not Democrats or not Republicans. It just means they want to keep their options open. Is that a message that's going to resonate with those undecided or unenrolled voters, do you think? Absolutely not. Listen, we, you know, boomers still walk the earth. And to call what happened during that tumultuous time in our country is saying to people who walked across that bridge in Selma, Alabama, that that was a riot. Mm -hmm. It was so insulting. And I think that, you know, I, I get his, his point of saying, like, this, this was not, this is not the country that I thought it was going to be. But this is the country that we're supposed to be. We're supposed to, we have the right to protest. It is not a riot. A, a riot is when you are actually storming the Capitol while people are in there trying to take over or overturn an election. That was a riot. The people who were protesting, you know, that wasn't a riot. But I think, you know, calling calling that out is not going to get people who are unenrolled to the polls. What he needed to say was, listen, I want to respect everybody's right to say whatever they want to say. What you can't do is be violent in doing that. And as governor, I'm going to make sure that you have that right, but I want to show you how to do it the right way. That's what a good parent does. Let, let's go ahead and hear Jeff Deal in his own words on this topic. You know... I'm glad you mentioned January 6th. That was obviously something that never should have happened. But, you know, there's a lot of focus on that, very little focus from the media on what happened in 2020 with the riots across the entire United States, okay, when there were cities burning, Portland, Minneapolis, even in Boston, on Tremont Street, you had a police cruiser on fire. Nine officers went to the hospital after being shot at. And my opponent was asked during a greater Boston Chamber of Commerce meeting what she thought about what was going on. She said, yes, America's burning. But that's how forests grow. That is something that is so divisive, and nobody ever seems to be talking about that. I mean, seriously, Jeff, I'm the attorney general. I've been the chief law enforcement officer of our state for eight years. I work closely with law enforcement. I do not condone violence. As you said, that was uh, maybe a poor choice of words at a business breakfast where I was talking about a lot of difficult things going on in the country and the need, it was really a metaphor for the need to come together to work on things. So, Jax, my reaction to this is always the attorney general who has run for governor in Massachusetts has been wildly unsuccessful. We have not yes. had any attorney general who has made it forward. And part of it I hear from some people is because they are the state's chief law enforcement officer. And it's hard to vote in Massachusetts for some reason for a law enforcement officer to be governor. But he allowed her to sort of flip the table on that. Totally. He, she had the play and he gave her the ball.
and she ran with it. And so, I, listen, I, I never think of the attorney general as a top cop. I, I think of them as, as the people's attorney. Um, they are supposed to protect our rights and to make sure that legislation is doing what it's supposed to do. If I were running for governor, Chris, don't come. <laughs> if I were running for governor, part of my argument would be simply, listen, you know, we're in a, a space in this country where there's all kinds of rhetoric, but that's not what the issue is. The issue is that I'm here to fight for you and to align with your values. That's it. I mean, that seems like a pretty serious message, probably which is why I've never ran for governor. And I probably wouldn't win because I want to keep it simple. To, to Jax's point about th this whole notion of, of, a, of a top cop, um, when it comes to black and brown voters in this state, I would hope both Maura and Jeff want their votes. How do you how do you thread that needle? How do you again, as as, as Jeff said, we, we we shouldn't be rioting, but also you know he did mention George Floyd, and I was somewhat surprised that he didn't say what happened to George Floyd was a travesty. That is something I think black and brown voters would have liked to have heard. How does he how does he do it? How how do these candidates sort of thread that needle when those communities will see faults in both of them? Well, I think. They need to, do, to be very careful in their messaging, but they also need to be very clear in their messaging. And when you bring up George Floyd and then you don't mm -hmm. say what you said and don't make that statement, that speaks more loudly than if he had actually said it. Like, I think he's being careful because he doesn't want to upset the base that he's support, you know, the, the Trumpian supported base that he's really got, which honestly, I think is a bit of a, of a misstep for him, because that base is never going to vote for Maura Healey. Those folks are never going to vote for Mary, Maura Healey. So he's really just trying to get them to get out to vote for him. So by expanding his appeal, by talking a little bit more about what's what is happening in a real sense, he actually could appeal to more of the independent voter or the unenrolled voter. Uh, but he's not taking that because I think he's seeing too much risk involved in it. I think with Maura Healy, she needs to step back a little bit and really talk not so much about top cop kind of approach, mm -hmm. but about the, the benefits of being that person who is enforcing the law on behalf of all people and then showing some actual examples in multiple communities. That top cop, though, was a message to it. Type of voter out there. Yes, that is. Who is, yeah. uh, who is uh, on the Republican Democratic line a little yep. bit. But all to right. be clear, can I just yeah. say that all people of color are not against cops? Of course not. Yeah. Some of them actually are cops. Right. My father is hired. Boss is police I love my dad. Um, but <laughs> He's not a man all and people. A cop. There he is. <laughs> right. Um, but that, that, you know, I don't want people to walk away thinking that. Um, you know, all people of color, black of folks in particular, not. are, you know, against law enforcement. I will call the cops in an instant. <laughs> Absolutely. If I feel threatened. So. Yeah. All right. So, so we, we've heard from our panelists. We've heard from the candidates. But what about the voter at home? Uh, are Kwani Lewis, Luna, uh, Luna standing by? Uh, Kwani, what are you seeing on social media tonight? Yeah. So we were following all the people that use our hashtag NBCGovDebate. And, of course, there are a lot of partisan tweets. But we picked a few that we thought were appropriate to show on television. And I'll bring up the first one here. It's from our guy Jeff. He says that he doesn't think, at least, that Jeff Deal is a debater, but he has better ideas for getting us out of this economic mess that we have. No tax increases, which he also says that he thinks Maura Healy is supporting the tax increase, which is not good. That's all that Jeff had to say. So that's one perspective that we have here. We have another tweet, though, from that actually the person tweeted at Corey saying that he thought it was a good debate, glad it was pretty civilized. He hated the mudslinging, specifically when you have the Trump references, which he thought were 
were ridiculous over and over. He says that Jeff Deal should have said Healy is going to be just like Biden, a disaster. I will say, though, I was in the studio during this debate, and I did—I will say it was pretty civilized. You saw them at the commercial breaks. They were talking. They were pretty cordial with each other, which I think was pretty good when you think about a lot of the division that we generally see when you talk about both of those parties. But I think the final tweet is from NBC, actually. We put our own tweet out there, <laughs> self-promotion. Who do you think won the governor debate? Right now, I'm looking at the refreshed voting, and someone did reply saying it doesn't matter, but it does matter to us. Right now, Maura Healy is leading the polls on our Twitter poll. So if you haven't gotten a chance, you can head to NBC10 Boston and vote on Twitter. But I do want to give that question to the panel. Who do you all think won this debate? Good question. All right, Jax, we'll start with you. Who do you think won the debate? Hands down, Maura. More Healy? Mm -hmm. Because you like what she said or because she was a good debater or both? Because I want someone in charge who's not going to think about how we live in different silos. I want someone who's going to think that we're all included as a voice at the table. Who do you think won tonight? Well, if, if I can just add to that, what we were talking about before the break about uh, police and corruption, I think Jeff won that. I think he was strong on both those, that Maura hadn't prosecuted um, corruption in her own party in the state. That's a strong point he made. And also his pivot to this issue of Maura saying, you know, this is how America grows, is having, you know, police cars burning. So I think, I think that's a really strong message for Jeff. So I give him uh, strong points on that. I think Maura... Uh, was strong on her comment about women and women's rights. That was very strong. Um, so, for me, I think they were both pretty strong, and uh, it was. <laughs> it, it, you had to give them a grade. <laughs> I give them both an A. Okay. They, okay. I know how nervous okay. they both were and how strong they both were. A politic politician. I like yeah. All right, we got 90 seconds left. You, who do you think did the best tonight? All right, so I'll give you two. I'll give you the cheesy answer. I think the winner of this debate was really the, the people of Massachusetts because we got a really good compare and contrast. We got a lot of information that folks, if they were really watching, paying attention, and then do some follow-up work, can have learned a lot. That can be very valuable to their decision. You know, whichever, wherever they're going, they could actually have learned from it. So I think that's the first part. Second, though, and this is my real quick one, Maura Healy, in terms of debate strategy, I think she, you know, not just in terms of content, but actually looking at the camera, talking to the people, sharing uh, insights and examples and action plans, did a really nice job. I'll give. Uh, uh, Jeff, Greg, uh, I, I'm Jeff. sorry, I give Jeff. Sorry, I'll give Jeff the the nod though in the personal side. Okay. He did a lot more of the my family, my personal experience, mm -hmm. that kind of tie-in, which some voters like. Family values. Okay. Yeah. Real quick, who do you think? Yeah, I think I think more Healy won. I think that Jeff De Deal. I've seen him debate before, so I know he's a good debater. I think that he rose to the occasion, so I, I give him a B. I give her an A. All right, Jax. Chris. But you're not, we're not going to hear from you? Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. I got to come to work tomorrow night. Uh, that is going to wrap up our coverage of the governor's I'll give him an debate. A, <laughs> Thank you. For Tammy. We'll ask you later. For Jax and for Sue. Thank you so much tonight. And please, please, please do not forget to vote in November. It is your civic duty. Everyone, have a good night.